Hello, everybody. It's Wolfman Dave. Episode 52 of That Metal Podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that we recorded this episode via Skype. Sometimes the audio goes in and out. Please bear with us and enjoy Austin's Hydrodyne. Thank you very much. So, episode 52 of That Metal Podcast, I'm Wolfman Dave, I got a couple of buddies with me, a couple of homies from Austin, introduce yourselves, go ahead, we have uh, Danny, uh, yeah, he stage name usually goes by Darko, uh, I guess you could put two and two together with that one, uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> this is my... Counterpart. Hey, bro, how you doing? Roberto here. Doing good, man. And you guys are... Hydrodyne. Hydrodyne. That's right. So, I know it's... uh, I think I planned on wanting to get you, Robbie, like, even since last year. Uh, But, I don't know, we actually just... I think we... You were there, Danny. We just had a cookout and we just got drunk, remember? Drunk. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> but I wanted to record that day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think we went. What What did we do? We, I think we went to H E B, and then it just, it was just like it never materialized. We just started drinking, and uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Your those ribs were outstanding, dude. Those those fucking ribs were amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, every time I go over to Austin, you guys know I always have a fucking great time. Um, even though we're out in the boonies, we're outside of Austin and um, um, is it Elgin. Elgin, yeah. But you're where? Uh, where are you exactly? Uh, we're in the northwest part of Austin, like right at the corner where we're just about to go into Cedar Park. So. Okay. Yeah. So. Nice. That's where, that's where it seems. So like hopefully. Um, you know, hopefully, guys, I'll, I'll be able to visit you, you know, maybe late summer. Yeah. You know, plus, don't worry, this heat will allow me to social distance from you guys anyways, right? <laughs> so, the fucking humidity sucks, so. You got your pipe ready, man, it's barbecue. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, let's uh, move on to the first question, right? So, first things first, as usual. Danny, what you been listening to lately? Uh, well, there's my my bedtime stuff, and then there's my regular stuff, uh, especially driving. Driving is like my office, my vent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, oh. I, I, uh, I feel that. Well, <laughs> so let's yeah. hear both. What you got? All right. Well, when I'm yelling at people, going, "It's a pedal on the right, genius." Uh, it's mostly <laughs> that. I'm listening to a lot of Gojira, a lot of Lamb of God. Um, there's some Fear Factory in there. I mean, it's a quite a quite a playlist. That even mostly 
sometimes I'm in the mood to just put it on random, but sometimes I need specific, you know, heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, even Rammstein even, you know, gets me going. Uh, and, uh, and there's some, you know, power metal in there. I'm not going to lie. There's some, I've been pretty, you know, impartial to just stick into one thing because there is, there is something called overplay and it does, it does yeah. affect even the most favorite things. And so, yeah, there's some kill switch, uh, in there. And, uh, uh, yeah, I have some old school, uh, even cryptopsy cannibal corpse, uh, you know, when I really want to fucking, you know, get that, get that shredding on and there, yeah, there's some mega death in there, you know, old school thrash mm-hmm. and, uh, some anthrax, you know, I like to mix it up with some old cool feelings and, you know, definitely some Allen's and Chains on those dreary days when you have some rain out. It's just nothing but swamp ass. Oh, uh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but you get you get home, you get tired, you want to wind down, you know, and, uh, yeah, when it, it's good to, you know, put on some Allen's and Chains and stuff and then, yeah, and and just go out. Allen's and Chains. They had some- you, you know, um, I was going to point out, too, that that's why when later on when um, kind of like later on during the episode, um, that's why we ask, you know, what are some non-metal albums or artists that you listen to, right? So kind of because I think it's important that um, to be able to listen to other music besides metal, you know, to expand as a person and to expand musically, I think, you know what I mean? Um, because I, I, I feel like um, we're at that point where we listen to everything heavy and extreme at this point that when we listen, when we go to the other direction, stuff that's not extreme and stuff that's not as heavy, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's easier for us to listen to it, right? I think I made that point rather than uh, let's say people who only listen to pop music, they have a much harder time listening to the music that we listen to versus the other way around. You know what I mean? I'd like, like to get, I'm curious, uh, I'd like to go into kind of into that a little bit too, just to kind of, a, I guess, give a better understanding of myself and maybe your audience about, you know, the distinguishing different modes and moods that people can go into or mindsets right a lot of people are used to out there that uh sometimes they they are biased a lot against a lot of things and it could be like hey that's kind of a near untapped resource in a sense you know yeah it's like me and a lot of rap music you know there's not a lot of rap there's there's a lot of rap music that i haven't heard yet and i'm like yeah pretty stuck around you know to old school hip hop digital underground. Yeah, that's that's what I tend to listen to as well. So, you know, there's that. So uh, that's that's something that's very interesting. Yeah, I think and that's why uh again, don't limit yourself, right? So So, Robbie, what about you? What have you been listening to? Man, I, need, I, I think I need to expand, bro. Um, I've been listening to the same shit for like 10, 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, not really, you know, anything new. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, Kujira, 
Meshuggah, um, Alice in Chains, you know, Sepultura. I depends on the mood, you know, like, I don't know, if I'm having a shitty day, you know, I like, you know, to play like really hardcore shit, like Carnival Corpse. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm like, like in a good mood, you know, I'm just having a, like a great day. A little bit, you know, Smashing Pumpkins, Alice in Chains, Unplug. Um, yeah, that, un- that Unplugged album is fucking awesome. That uh, the live album? Yeah. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of like Spanish rock or metal, you know, like yeah. American um, bands. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I had stopped listening to them for a couple of years now. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. You, uh, you're putting a lot of videos, and I saw Puya. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, somehow I just got into that groove. Like, damn, yeah, yeah. It, it felt nostalgic, you know, because that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I started listening. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, um, my my first language is Spanish, right? And then yeah. like, from Nicaragua, so like I started listening to Spanish rock or Spanish metal, and then you know I moved into the English stuff like American or, you know, new, um, bands from the UK. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, damn, I remember, you know, this song. I remember these bands, like, back when I was in high school, you know, a little kid. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that does uh, – I'm, I'm going to – that's another field, I think, or genre, I guess, subgenre that I want to go and explore further as well because I've enjoyed, like, what well, we talked about, remember, Rock en Español? Um that I enjoy that very very much, but I want to look into deeper like metal, you know, metal bands and South American metal bands from Mexico, wherever you know. Yeah. And um, oh, many. Yeah, like Brujeria doesn't count because they're like pretty much American and European, you know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. So they don't count. So uh, lately, I've just been listening to the new uh, Green Carnation album. Um, and I, it's, I think it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. If you guys haven't heard it, check it out. If you're especially wanting to listen to something a little different, uh, it's progressive metal. It's not too heavy, but it's not soft either. It's like right in between and beautiful fucking soundscapes. You know what I mean? So I, I, I highly recommend that one. It's been 14 years, you know what I mean? So they released an album. So this is definitely something that we, I think the people need. Um, and, um, also I want to say rest in peace to, uh, what's his name? Is it, uh, Frank Constanza? What's his name? Stiller? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jerry, uh, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. So I want to say rest in peace to my boy. Yeah. Uh, an actor, man. Funny Serenity story. now, right? <laughs> oh, good. I love him, man. And yeah, I know. Me too, man. And. And, and uh, you know, they supposedly he died, you know, for, uh, by natural causes. So that's yeah, good. Probably in his sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He, he's fucking awesome. Funny, funny ass dude, man. So uh, I want to move on, guys, to. So I'm not sure if you if you kept up entirely with uh, some of the newer episodes, but we uh, we examined Megadeth's Rust in Peace. And uh, we kind of just ex- were talking about why why it was so great, uh, what made it so great. Uh, just wanted to see, do you have the same thought process? Do you guys uh, enjoy Megadeth, or is 
Mega Dave, not for you, or, uh, you know, Mega Breath, as I say. Uh, what do you think about that album? Dude, that was one of the pioneering, you know, yeah. uh, albums in my book, you know, and especially as a guitar player. Totally agree. It, it just saturates, it just saturated everything that you were in, as a team. If yeah. you were you're just starting on guitar, which I was at the time. <laughs> Megadeth was, I think I told you at one point that Megadeth was one of the first concerts I went to alongside with Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and fuck, man, they fucking blew me away. And, you know, the people were throwing bottles and starting fights in there, in there and, you know, just moshing the old traditional way where he actually elbowed a dude in the face and then picked him up afterwards. Hey, all right, you got a bad scar. You got some blood. Drew some blood. First blood, right on. Hey, but you know, you know, those were the times back then. Uh, uh, so rust in peace, though. Fucking, <laughs> like, like I said before, it was one of the pioneering albums. Holy Wars. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, that, that was like, you know how like you you know you make music and you know you make an album and shit, and then you have to decide which song to go first, which is really hard. That's like <laughs> the yeah, and they they nailed it, man. Like you know, to have uh, Holy Wars as the first track, yeah, a good intro. In, you know, it's a good, it's a perfect intro into the like, just what what they're all about. You know, it's like uh, if you go to a restaurant and they start serving meals, right? And they you have to serve it in in the correct order, just to get the taste buds just right. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> like a <laughs> <laughs> These guys really fucking nailed it in terms of the tracks, the track listings and um, the order, you know, like you mentioned. Um, but I mean, I, I kind of look at it as, you know, a year before the Black Album came out, you know, these guys were, oh, they were absolutely deep. fucking Ooh. shredding it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Stain still had that angst, that, that chip yeah. on his shoulder about it and needed that shit you know? music you know straight up especially the riffage you know a lot of it is very similar to the fucking to, to metallica's older shit and uh you know and mustaine you know he was still 100 miles an hour before you know especially he just had he just had everything in the back of his subconscious about you know yeah. bringing it all the time and, and it's funny too because People want to say that he was on drugs. When they were recording that, they were off already drugs. Uh, okay. they, they, they went sober at that point. You know Good. what I mean? Yeah. If so, you think, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. If you think about it, you know, you, you like you get, you know, you get fired from the band, you know, they just, you know, kick you out, right? Yeah. What better motivation than that? <laughs> Fuck, that's true, man. You know, like you you know, be angry and, and just write better <laughs> than before, right? Yeah, well, I'm actually glad it happened because Megadeth would never have come about. Yeah. And, yeah. and on top of that, you know, hey, uh, Black Album came out, which, you know, had a lot of good and a lot of bad, you know, like, you know, because before, after the Black Album, to me, you know, I can be biased, but there's some songs that I like. There's a lot of stuff that I thought was an ultimate shit sandwich. Yeah. And, and a lot of people would agree that that uh, you know, sure, there's a lot of exploring with new technology. I know I knew Metallica was going with a lot of Line Six plugins and stuff, 
especially making Lars sound like a trash can. But, you know, uh, there was a lot of software they were experimenting around with, and they just went with. Yeah. And that, to me, was a bad decision to oh, yeah. go with new software because it's new or something, you know. Yeah. And instead of, you know, sticking to something that really worked out for them. But, um, <laughs> and guess why? It was a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> guess why? They pay millions to the producers for that shit. Is <laughs> Well, they got paid because, hey, they're Metallica, they already had a name, so people are going to eat it up anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. I um, mean, if you look at it, if you look at it, um, even with the Black Album, they were in uncharted territory either way because it was kind of going pop. Uh, not 100% pop, but it was all over the place and it was all over the radio. So that was like, holy shit, like, other than Ozzy and stuff like that, who else was going on the fucking radio all the time and kept that album on the top charts for fucking years and years and years and years, right? Um, so they're, they're, they were, but I still feel like they give every other struggling, struggling band a bad name when they're selling like fucking hotcakes. And the album sounds like shit, like the St. Anger album, for example. You oh, know? Yeah. It's like they're not even trying anymore. You know what I mean? And um, so I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a bummer, but I mean, I, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Black Album, but I still think that's their last greatest album. Um, I'm right there with you. You know, Load and Reload, I'll take a few songs from each, but that's about it, you know? Yeah, there, there was like a few that resonated with me um, on that. That was like King Nothing. I, I real that really resonated. King Nothing, was, yeah. That was a, that was good, very good lyrics in my book because I can relate to it so much. Yeah. Like, a little, you know, soaking a lot of other fucking people that I can think. Yeah. Of. Um, yeah, that Load album had more. I think it had better songs than Reload. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like is it two by four? Uh, Ate my bitch. That's a good one. Um, the House of Jack build, I think that's what... I forgot. But there's a lot of weird... <laughs> it's yeah. weird saying the names. <laughs> cover and stuff like that. You know, the whole... There was the garage... In the days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing nothing but covers. Yeah. I, I think they were just feeling nostalgic so that way they can just do covers and relax from songwriting. Yeah. Because obviously, they were always at everybody's throats when they were in the studio... And well, have you seen that documentary? Fucking some kind of monster fucking with each other. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, no, not yet. dude. God damn, it looks very depressing. I don't know if I, I don't want to watch it. You know, the ambience of the group like that was very encouraging for a lot of other musicians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, there's a lot of new music out there, and you guys, you know, are you know, posing at the as a flagship for a lot of shit, and yeah. Yeah, you're not really sitting the, sitting the bar there, fellas. Right. <laughs> but uh, so um, so I kind of wanted to move on, guys. Let's move on to this next segment, which I kind of felt. Let's see if uh, let's see what we we bring to the table collectively, right? Uh, and I'll be honest, mine. I went very simple and very old school, uh, just because I felt like. Uh, they're kind of like classics, you know what I mean? So, what we're going to do is we're going to each kind of uh, give a mascot, a heavy metal mascot, and, you know, just kind of share what, what we all brought. I think 
We should have been five, so let's see. I don't know. You guys want me to start first? Uh, go ahead. So first, for me, was Anthrax the not-man? The guy with the mustache and the cigar sometimes with the, the hat? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I love that one just because of uh, I'm the Man, that song. You know? Uh, but you know, that's, that's one of the ones I picked. Um, plus anthrax to me is still underrated. A lot of people still do do not like anthrax. So that's cool. Whatever. Some, uh, yeah, some would think they're a little too, still too thrashy for their own taste, but they they didn't, a lot of different generations didn't even come from that. And they're, when you, when they ask, uh, what are you listening to? Anthrax. Who's anthrax? And yeah. you can almost hear the wind in your backhand, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, this is where it started. You need to, if you want to, if you want to learn right, you want to learn it right, and you want to soak up metal right. Yeah. You need to go through some anthrax, you know. It's true. Anybody want to go next? Yeah. Who's next? Oh, who's next? Right. Oh, so are we do? I, I thought yes. you were. I, okay, yes, so yes. so it's gonna be like one per person or all? Oh, okay. no, one, one per person. Yeah, let's rotate it around a little bit, you know. Uh, let's see, man. Uh, I like Motorhead, and you know they use that pig head on. Uh, like that was their logo, pretty much, you know. Like that. The boar head with yeah, the boar head, yeah, yeah, with some uh, some giant teeth and some yeah, they, know, yeah, they use that types. in a lot of. I mean, I think that's the mascot, right? It's yeah. not like oh, yeah. So he's he was my last one. So that's uh, his name is Snaggletooth. Snaggletooth. Yeah. 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 yeah he's dig. in he's in everything. Yeah, he's dude. That's a it, very very recognizable. It, it just you know and, and it, it represents a lot. Oh, you know what the band was. I mean, what the yeah, what the band was. You know, yeah, yeah. just a little character. You know, heavy, like crazy, ugly looking. <laughs> a little, a little bit of punk, a little bit of metal, a little bit of everything. You know. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. 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 yeah and it just it looks cool in my shirt too. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Confederate hat too that he always had. Oh know? yeah. And it was like. Okay, that's not British, but that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, What'd you got? To jump, uh, I would have to go to Judas Priest, the painkiller bike, to me. Fuck yeah. A badass. To me, that's, a, that's something that stuck in my head through time as yeah. something that represented the way I've always wanted to remember Judas Priest. Yes, the painkiller album with that painkiller fucking saw wheeled. Yeah, that was that's yeah. And And so the cycle thing was good with Robert Rob Halford because a lot of the times he came out on stage on a motorcycle, dressed in motorcycle gear. You know, when I saw them, yeah, when I saw them the last few times, came up. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, all right through the stage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, and it's funny, you guys, you, you were mentioning, you know, Megadeth in the previous episode, and he just mentioned Lemmy's, you know, Snaggletooth, and I just mentioned Rob Halford and Judas Priest and the Painkiller Bike because, you know, they all were included in one of the most epic and motivating and awesome generations of... Yeah, yeah generations, not to mention a game that came out by... Uh, one of the funniest dudes that I've that I've came across from Tenacious D, Jack Black. Oh, brutal legend. Brutal legend, man. I still yeah. my old Xbox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rob Halford was in it. Lemmy was in it. Yeah. And Ozzy Halford, too. Yeah. And Megadeth's Holy Wars was in the soundtrack too. Yeah. Uh, for that. So yeah, then, it's a it's a fucking amazing soundtrack if you haven't. It's got everything. It's got black metal. It's got everything in it. Power metal. It's, it's a good it's a good uh, playlist if you check it out. But, you know, this is like the perfect one. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's that's something I can never throw away. And you know, and I would yeah. force I would force any child to play those games and and have <laughs> a formal kind of introduction in my book. So, <laughs> yeah things that are metal and uh but the painkiller bike definitely was one of the biggest mascots in my book for metal and that fucking album shreds like yeah oh does it shred it's one of my favorites uh still from priest when i when i first you know listen to that song um i i i just play it back like five more five times yeah <laughs> i was like amazed like 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 Cash, you know, are you human to sing like that? Yeah. <laughs> are you a fucking real person? And the other guys, you know, the guitar players and the drummers, they're all like just so perfect. Like, yeah, it was crazy, huh? Like, and then that sweet uh, thing was like one of the first introductions. Oh, yeah. Everybody amazed at. Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. still can't hit sweet pick. And, and I'm like, I'm like, those guys were doing it back then, like way back then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like everybody, just like oh my god, yeah. in your face. Just yeah. you know, the guy, the, guy panties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazed. Yeah, I listen to so, those times. Amazing. I'm gonna go with my next one, guys. So I'm gonna go with Overkill, and I'm guessing his name's Charlie, but it's Charlie. The mm. uh, bat with wings that uh, Avenged Sevenfold tried copying, and Overkill told Overkill told him, "You guys need to stop fucking being stupid, get your own fucking logo and your own mascot." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he like shoots fucking You're lightning. Fuck you. What's that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, like, that Avenged Sevenfold. Fuck you. Get start being more creative, damn it. For real. For real, man. They need to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's mine. I don't know who's next. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You want to do another one? All right. Uh, I will go to the first thing that popped in my freaking mind uh, to any anything type of this list mascot is the Gwar fucking giant world-eating octopus thing that ate Jersey. Oh, the worm? The worm? Yeah, the fucking tentacles and a giant mouth with teeth in it like the dune sandworm. Yeah, yeah. 
holy shit. If that's not a mascot, the mascot, shit, I don't know what it is. I, I, I agree. That's pretty good. Uh, I mean, they're at every show anyways, right? And yeah. It's, it's kind of like you need to go in there and, and get fucking soaked in blood and all that shit. So it's a passage. It is. It is. It's a rite of passage. Yeah. Nice pick. Uh, I, I, I will bow to that one, yeah. <laughs> So, what you, what uh, you got, Robbie? So, uh, Roberto. The Falling Angel uh, from what, uh, Black Sabbath. Okay. I, I don't know if it's a mascot, but, uh, you know, you'll see it a lot in their, like, in their stuff. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just epic, man. You know, that's just represents their music, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's almost... It's not in all the albums, but it's in a lot of different ones. So, all different, yeah. I, just so I, I love it, man. It's just, you know, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I think, with uh, with Dio, you know. Um, I forgot. Uh, was that after the Mob Rules? but uh, Or before the Mob Rules, I think. Let me see. But... Let me check. Let me double check. <clears throat> Dude, there's so many fucking songs that have been covered that, but from Dio and stuff like that, that, or actually they're not so many songs, but there are some songs that have been overcovered. I would say, from Dio's uh, time. Uh, and, yeah, I think Killswitch even covered one of them. Uh, yeah, the, they did. I don't, I, I, didn't like it because it, I felt like they were poking too much fun at it. Yeah, I saw the video. That it, it kind of felt like it almost felt ingenuous, disingenuous, you know? Yeah. Like, I just didn't, I don't know. I guess. But yeah, so I was talking about Heaven and Hell, that album, Heaven and, Heaven and Hell, 1980. Uh, that's a fucking great album, but that has the cool angels and stuff like that there. Um, and, and it's funny that you're saying Dio. So my next pick is actually Murray from Dio. Oh, yeah. Uh, that big-ass monster with the red eyes and shit, you know? That's a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's just kind of... He's pretty much been in every cover for Dio, so it's pretty cool. I like that one. How about you, Danny? Okay, we are still... Okay, here we go. You know, when you had uh, when you had messaged messaged us earlier about doing the show, you kind of hit one of my favorites on the spot when you did that. I mean, come on, yeah. you know, like Eddie, you know, from uh, Iron Maiden, and I'm like, that had Britannia, you know, World War Two, you know, yeah. out and shit just on there, you know, or it's just, he's always been one of the signature yeah. uh, ones, but I won't, I want to linger on that, on Eddie too much because I know he's probably a default for, yeah. for Matt, ultimate mascots. I just uh, kind of felt like he was uh, the, the most recognizable one, easily, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I said, like, boom, instantly. Yeah. Uh, the 
the other mascot would be the, the blind, uh, you know, uh, uh, steel skeleton, you know, from Megadeth, uh, with the spikes over his eyes, the, or the, the the eye shields with the spikes surrounding his, his cranium. And, yeah, uh, that was actually my next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's uh, Vic Rattlehead. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, I'm like he has. I'm like he has been on too many Megadeth album covers to not be a mascot, you know. And it's just. I agree. I mean, I think he's one of the most uh, most Ooh. iconic. I mean, look at him on uh, Peace Sells, but who's buying? That's fucking pretty cool. How much metal does that emanate? You know that is no so- shit. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I kind of uh, I know there was a story behind it. Like he uh, like yeah, speaks cool. no evil, he sees no evil, and hears no evil. It's like some sort of uh, um, there's some sort of story behind it. Why he he has all that stuff. Yeah, um, and it kind of represents a lot too, especially with I mean, if you listen listen to the lyrics of you know uh, Rust in Peace and Mm-hmm. Peace spells, who's buying, you know, uh, shit, even those fucking, all those lyrics that, that Mustaine really went through, it's highly political, it's highly, you know, about the the world order and stuff like that, it was, yeah, and yeah. That awesome, that's, that's one of the things that resonates with me so much, let alone as a lyricist, you know, songwriter, Right. You write about that stuff. Those these are the times you live in, brother, and then shit. That guy was just in the epicenter and stuff. So he bring around stuff that continued to keep his anger good, you know, and write, you know, as a point with since Metallica. That's funny. That's true. No, I mean I wonder how He's doing now, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of ammo for him, I would and he's say. Old and he's, he's just getting through cancer, so he's like appreciating life and really humbled out now. That's true, yeah. Well, he... I mean, his cancer is cured, right? That's yeah. yeah, he was cleared. He's cleared oh. already. And that's crazy. Uh, like, he's, you know, he's a singer, right? And he got yeah. cancer. That's fucking crazy. I yeah. know, that's the... I mean, that's... He's aging, but he's still keeping his long hair, and he's looking like the the old man that tells the kids to get off the lawn, <laughs> or I'll, I'll smash my guitar up, up your up your butt. You know, just yeah, he does he does have that, and then he has that that beard. You know what I mean, the scruffy beard and shit. So, <laughs> you guys want to give your last ones because you guys all took mine already. So. <laughs> Uh, so some of the last ones. Go ahead and go ahead and name them all. Let's see. We okay. Well, well, he got my Eddie and he, yeah. he, got, he got my Snaggletooth. You got my Eddie. <laughs> uh, so that was a Megadeth uh, Vic. So I think I, you know, Devin Townsend, the creepy dude. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. It's like him. It's just him, but like made into a monster. <laughs> I like his puppets. Yeah. They, I think they just took a picture of him. They put, you know, they added all the stuff afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool. It looks really sick, man. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um... God damn it! I forgot his name. 
he he only wants to drink the darkest coffee. <laughs> uh, Ziltoid. Ziltoid, yeah. Yeah, it's Ziltoid. Yeah, that's a, actually a really good one, too. <laughs> you guys have uh, any other last ones? Nah, I think... I think we're good, huh? We're good. I think that's... Yep, uh, I have officially exhausted <coughs> five mascots. Yeah, I'm here, man. Okay, so let's get down to a couple uh, things about the band. So, as you mentioned today, Fest was canceled. And we know that a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of other heavy metal festivals have been canceled since. Um, so... Individually, uh, how can you, you know, how has the quarantine impacted you? Your your creative process has it been positive? Has it been negative? Uh, is has it been the same? You know. Um, well, honestly, I think it's amplified by a cajillion, fulfillion, yeah, uh, something alien fold, you yeah. know, duplex, you know, it, because. Oh my God, this administration is a freaking, it's like idiocracy documentary, you know, yeah. I mean, we have Cheeto in chief that is just absolutely started <laughs> uh, and, and he's reading scripts galore, let alone when he does go off script is freaking, you don't want to change the channel because it's so funny, you know, and, and this, I'm like, inject bleach, dude, seriously, <laughs> no, come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? Your baby boy, your your baby, your baby boy's baby, could could enunci- can can say better things by going than bleach. Really? <laughs> it you know? Oh my God! Ha! What? No. And it's all happening in front of our eyes, and everybody is just. Passive as hell, you know. It will be recorded for life, <laughs> and it is a very bad reflection on us, you know, because I'm like, like who polices these jackholes? <laughs> nobody. There's nobody to do it. Yeah, unfortunately. And even if someone tries to shut down or assimilated in some way, it's just. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> I can go on and on a rant and and bitch. And bitch, and bitch, and you know, I'm like, no, I'm just gonna write about it. <laughs> I'm like, and you'll, you guys would hear it in our, in our music, because we have no choice. These are the times we live in. Uh, you know, we're influenced by everything that we've grown up to be. I'm part of generation, whatever you guys want to freaking call it, because you guys are changing the name so much. It's like everybody wants to, you know, make a new category for music or metal these days. I'm like, why don't we just Call it what it was, metal. You know, there's <laughs> new metal, there's slot metal, there's power slot, there's I'm like, make up your make up your mind, guys. You're gonna call it metal or not? Is it metal? I'm like, how many different genres are there gonna be to categorize this stuff when people are there's it's gonna become so confusing <laughs> nobody's gonna make any more money any, any anymore because the search, you know, just putting it in the search field on your in your in Google is just gonna be confusing, you know? Yeah. 
Google is gonna be. Do you do you mean metal-ish? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so it's so then there's been a positive uh, yeah. creative process then. I think so because <laughs> we didn't meet for like maybe two or three weeks. Yeah, that's the negative side. That's the negative it. side. Like we, you know, we couldn't meet for like two or three weeks to you know. Still so not that bad. No bad. No. Um. Yeah, I had some. I, I got I got pretty ill too for a good chunk of that, which was pretty pretty good. It was it was a pretty life changing thing. But at the same time, I'm glad you know I wasn't Mr. Corona back then. You yeah. Know, you know the the Corona thing. There's been so many things that are said in the media, misinformation, this, that, and the other. And you know it could have been here as far as the earliest December, and people have already gone through it. But then again, yeah. there's information out there that was some guy that just decided to flow, fly over in California that ate a bat, you know, or yeah. whatever. And the point is, it's here, it's going to here to stay, and it's going to be seasonal like the flu. And but it's not going to be, it's not ob- obviously it's not the flu, but you know, it's going to be a seasonal illness. Right. And, and, and it's something to take seriously, but it's also something that can be abused, you know, by the current, by, by governments. And, and that's another thing that could, be, could descend upon the people. And like I said, right in plain sight and passive as hell. And, and, uh, yeah. And the sad thing at the same time. And, it, it hits it hits people very emotionally too to to be and stay distant and that's that's the that's what's hit me the most to, to be away from my family and friends and you know to be able to do this today even with you is just it's treat you know yeah it's like like the, the big stepdad saying okay you can meet you can have a sleepover but only till nine o'clock and then lights <laughs> out yeah and uh, it, it's it's just an overall cloud that hopefully that everybody's hoping to go away and go back to normal. Yeah, you know, it's definitely something to write about as things change and as things are exacerbated uh, and just verbiage is just vomited out to us just to say anything to get us to relax more, I guess. More and more people are smoking and drinking a lot. I can tell you that because they're, they're stuck. <laughs> no, in I, I mean that's it's there's something else to do, right? Yeah, and not to mention gaming and cooking and yep. Everybody has their own you know show now and and uh, you know it's very appetizing. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we. So, so when did up um let's talk about your background guys what how to um, talk about the band oh and hydrodyne yeah well sorry i just wanted to say something that's uh related to the this go, stuff go for it well what i was gonna say is that you know we had no meet in like three weeks so then we started meeting again like two weeks ago and I guess we were so eager to, you know, to, you know, to start doing this again and, you know, writing and recording and that um, we were so eager that that first, that one first day that we met, we yeah. pretty much wrote the 80% of, of the song. <laughs> like, 
we were so like amazed like dude we we almost finished this song in one day like maybe <laughs> six hours like i think we worked on the song for six hours yeah we hit it pretty good it and we nice. had and we had you know got a good chunk and you know yeah pretty good you know graves and stuff like that so that that that's what i noticed like we were like yeah. so you know we wanted to do it so bad that we just did it <laughs> yeah did eager i think eager is a good word right yeah and um, usually, you know, it takes us a couple, of couple of days, a couple, you know, meetups. Yeah, a couple of times to meet up. To meet up to do what we did that one day. So that's pretty cool, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that is actually really good. You just uh, lit a fire under your butt to to get things going. Well, if any time is the time, it's now because everybody's at home and they yeah. want. They want something to listen to, something new yeah. to, you know, take their minds away from all this BS. And uh, and it's it, it's it is kind of motivating at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but we uh, we got together uh, because we were in an old band uh, together uh, called Monster. Uh, is more like Munster because it, it it was missing the uh, maybe was it the vowels? Yeah, <laughs> monster no vowels. M N M N S E R. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know we our, our friend Josh and uh, yeah. you know we you know disbanded but we remain friends. You know we yeah. hang out. We will always share music to you know like whatever whatever stuff I would make and he would share his music with me you know and back and forth. Couple of years later, I think you you call me. Yeah, uh, he's like, see, dude, we I, need to talk. <laughs> well, I started your dine over ten years ago. Actually, I wrote thirteen songs. Uh, I wrote thirteen songs. I was unemployed at the time, so I had a lot of time on my hands. Right. And I wrote these thirteen songs uh, with two other guys, uh, and <laughs> actually, they didn't write anything. They actually. Um, gave me more moral support and nodded their heads and said, yes, uh, I like that, I like that a lot, while I, you know, continued to write all this stuff. Now, there was a few chords here and there for one particular song they contributed, but yeah. other than that, I was just like, you like it, you like it, you like it? And they're like nodding their heads, yeah. And eventually, you know, I'm like, you guys aren't doing shit, you're fired. You know, and so... <laughs> So, yeah, I did a lot of fucking work, and and uh, at the time, the the these thirteen songs were sounding. They were more of a new metal kind of sound, power metal, and and uh, you know there was just a lot of stuff that didn't seem to evolve with mm -hmm. the way music was actually gravitating with me, you know, because it right. felt like sticking to more of a, a genre or a trend really I didn't really I wasn't really too comfortable with that and so the lyrics though that, that were there for most of these songs and some of the uh, some of the way that they were written key wise and you know well uh, I thought some a lot of them needed to be needed to be heard and rewritten in the right way and so okay. so there were some songs that we used and some new that, uh, for example, Anumus, Anumus Vindicie, 
which is basically my verdict in Latin. Uh, that is a song that used to be called Vendetta. And, okay. and that song uh, is very political, and, and uh, there's some lyrics that you'll recognize, like I just said earlier, about a lot of things happening in front of your face, and, and uh, passive, and, and I'll say it, just passive and blind and all in plain sight. So, so uh, we rewrote that song, and I did it with uh, Roberto, and, and holy shit if it didn't come out way fucking better, and exactly the way that I would hope it would come out, a yeah. more evolution of everything uh, and, you know, genres combined, you know. And the same thing happened with him when he showed me one of his songs and his material with Imaginarium. Yeah. I mean, it started out sounding like, like, you know, a lot of something uh, more, I guess, a grunge. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, we okay. got, got an Amber alert on our phone, so Amber's lost again. Uh, and so, uh, anyway, um, yeah, his song Imaginarium uh, was called something else uh, at the time. Oh, uh, Fuck, I can't even remember. <laughs> I wrote that song like three years ago, man. <laughs> well, it, it was, it was the, the song may have sounded more grunge, yeah. but the lyrics were so fucking metal. Yeah. And the the song made, the song made, yeah. made your mind venture out. And so it, was, it created a whole new world that was left up for interpretation by anyone. So... That's why we named it, you know, we settled on Imaginarium as the name. Right. And, uh, and that, that song, that song to me is also a lot more powerful, uh, or if not just as powerful as Anumas Vindicia. And those, are the, those are currently the two songs that we have released and that we have up for sale. They're copywritten, so watch out, fellas out there in Europe that just like to gang stuff and put on their... <laughs> radio shows and oh you but uh but yeah um it took a lot of work you know hydrodyne came about by the it's a, it's a force it's a hydro force basically you know chop one head off another one will grow back or two more will grow back right you know? and that's why we like to call our audience hydroheads you know each yeah. one that puts up you know more will come from that one head, you know, and uh, and and we just want to dish it out for them because they're the lifeline, you know. To keep right. Uh, thought of Hydra because Hydra, what's more metal than a fucking Hydra, you know? And uh, yeah, <laughs> or the very the very force of a Hydra, which is the second syllable, dying, you know. Uh, so bind that together, hey, you know, you have a hell of a force. You can think of a fucking Hydra with a Jedi force if you want. Yeah. You know, it's it's also left up for interpretation because uh, yeah, you, you can think of Arnold Schwarzenegger in his Terminator movies with Cyberdyne systems, yeah, yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> you know, you can think of a Hydra and and Cyberdyne together, you know, and, and <laughs> Hydradyne, yeah, you get a Terminator Hydra. <laughs> so it it kind of uh, 
came about in a silly thought like that, uh, like like the Terminator and Hydra with the Jedi Force. But it's a it's a weird thing how you name a band, and it's a weird thing how the name comes about because if you think about like say a grunge band like or like like Smashing Pumpkins, it's a name that means everything and nothing. Yeah, you're it's a verb and a, and a noun. You know, like the action of a smashing a pumpkin. Yeah, you know? yeah it doesn't mean anything, yeah. And, and I remember when, uh, like, we were, you know, talking about working together. We were like, or you wanted to uh, uh, get a new name. You know, you wanted to name the project something different. But, you know, we're, we were trying to come up with something cool, with a cool name, or you know. But at the end, we were like, I'm, I think I told you, or you told me, well, why don't we just fucking use a hydrodyne? Why not? I'll still use it because it's just it just sounds too fucking cool. Yeah, I'm like, dude, but yeah. You know, even though um you know it's it's a pretty much a combination of styles. Like, you know, I have yeah. my my own like writing style, I have my own way of writing stuff, you know, and right. riff and you know, he has his own stuff, so we'll put it together and that's what you know we came out with with those two songs and right. yeah, actually we came obviously we're here at we're we're here right where we are so it, it's a pretty good union uh and it yeah. works it's and we actually we do what a band does even though we're only two of us um you know it's we actually can we actually can and have made cold forms you know by our friends that actually have helped us out by playing bass or playing uh, drums and right you know, when we want to put on a show yeah we oh, we're freaking happy we have friends that are able to help us that are in other bands and we're happy to help promote their bands and the thing is we're, they, they come and help us as well and that's what you call a community of metal and that's what that's what's been missing a lot you know lately is that community of metal that whole uh, brotherhood you know yeah. whole I mean even, even before the pandemic I yeah. think I think there's been a not a lot of community, you know. No, there hasn't been, and and it's, it's actually a lot of dividing, you know. And not to you know make people angry and more divided or anything like that, but it's more angry as a coming together, you know, as a as yeah. a more up as a more maturing to realize that you are alive, you are very human, and it's also human to know when enough is enough. Right. When recognize that something wrong is being done to you. You know. Right. You know, it's it's like somebody literally coming up and uh, I don't know if you've seen Idiocracy, but coming up to you and kicking you no. in the ball, making a show about kicking you in the balls called "Ow, my balls." <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, if that if. If you're okay with just getting paid and getting constantly kicked in the balls, you know, that's that's kind of a passive, you know, way of living. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I understand the what you're saying. I mean, that's <laughs> at one point you gotta just stand up for yourself and just enough is enough, you know. You know, and a lot of people. But I mean, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, they, you can stand up for yourself in so many ways. You don't necessarily have to be the guy that goes up, knocks on the freaking White House, and say, "Hey, you idiots! I'm here to fix things." No, I mean you do it, but 
in your own way. Like you, you sneak in the, you, you do it by, just like they said in Gladiator, the mob is your weapon. Yeah. You know, you bring everyone together. You, you, you communicate that way. That's why you make, you can make music. You can make, you can be a journalist. You can be, right. you know. Yeah. Anyway. Any way to get people to get them aware of what situation, you know, it's it's the best way. That's not the main focal point of Hydrodyne, but at the same time, we're trying to evolve musically right. and mentally, spiritually, or whatever you want to call it, because we're part of the resistance. Here, you know? We're part of that big old star that blew up a long time ago. Right. We're still, you know, you know, cosmos dust, you know. Yep. So, Hey, just a blink. Just a blink. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah, we can we, you can rationalize it that way, or you can say, hey, we're linked in the navel of the universe, but we are still linked. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. And you know, uh, pretty much the goal, like when we make music, is um, just to combine different genres. You know, just, just do a little, do something different on each right. song. You know, a little yeah. bit of. It's a little bit of a little bit of that on each song, like each part. We treat each part like a verse, chorus, you know. Uh, well, you know what? I when I hear the songs, yeah. I hear all kinds of music, all, all kinds of styles, and that. So like, it's kind of like um, sometimes there's a little bit of uh, industrial. Sometimes oh. there's you know there's like I was saying that. People who are fans of Godflesh would like you guys a lot. Um, uh, Godflesh and Sepultura, Meshuga. People who like those bands would like would like you guys a lot because you have elements of yeah. those bands, you know. So I think what I was gonna tell you is that I wanted to move on to our next section, but before that, <laughs> is what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about well, you two are going to list five metal albums that impacted you maybe a little bit more and 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 five that are non-metal, right? So what I was going to uh, make sure, I was going to make sure before uh, I get the name wrong. You said, then, so I'm going to go ahead and put on a, one of your songs so that right. everybody, so everybody can, can get a grasp of uh, what we've been talking about, right? And you said it was called Animus Vendicie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Hydrodyne, Animus Vendicie. Here you go. Check it out, guys.
Fuck yeah, dude. So that's one of the things that uh, to me is, is badass is the very beginning where there's like that fucking woman's like screaming and shit. Oh, dude, we love that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a nice way to start the song. Uh, I just love the overall um, pacing, overall, you know, to the chorus and verse. I just that's a really well-made song. You know what I mean? So that's a that's gonna be a nice treat for everybody. So let's get started with this list. These uh, these two lists. Now this is kind of be kind of like the meat and potatoes of the episode. Um, that way people get more of an understanding of you know where you're coming from, your backgrounds and whatnot musically. So uh, you guys could either whatever is best for you. If you want to give all of them at once, or if you guys want to go back and forth, go for it. It's it's up to you. All right. So let's see number one. Uh, Black Sabbath, Paranoid, man. Classic? Um, yeah, classic. Uh, you know, the riffs. You know, yeah. um, Tomiomi is just a riff guy to me. <laughs> and and um, they're pretty, I mean, they're not like, uh, to me, I, I think they're simple stuff, <laughs> but uh, the rhythm. And yeah. Uh, I remember when I started practicing guitar, you know, um, I was practicing to them and also to other, like, like, you know, like alternative rock, which is, you know, super easy power chords all the way. Right. So I will say that that would be my first choice just because um, I was learning, I was, it helped me to learn guitar, you know. Right. And then, um, okay, so uh, my second choice would be Fear Factory um, um, Archetype. Yeah, I just love the way the guitar sounds, the drums, everything, man. Everything is yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's fast. You know, it's a lot of growling. You know, there's a lot of uh, melodic singing too. Yeah, there's a lot of good hooks on it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. and you know, and it's the drummer is a beast, man. Uh, yeah. I remember, I remember uh, reading on that review or some kind of metal magazine review that. Uh, he was he was being accused of using samples or like using you know software drumming, which is bullshit because everybody knows that he's that good. Like he like he's always on time. You no, know? right. He's never out of tempo. He's just he just plays perfect drumming. Right, right. And um, so and then my third choice will be um, uh, this band from Argentina. It's called um, Animal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Animon, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they came out like uh, 96, 97, I think. But I was living back home in Nicaragua, and uh, I remember when they came out, man. Like, it was like they, they took over Central America and South America. Hell and yeah. uh, uh, I love the lyrics. He's very political, like South America. Um, to uh, their indigenous people, you know, yeah. they took all their land, you know, you know, same thing that happened here in the States, you know, same shit, but right. he talks a lot about, because the native, so he talks a lot about that, and you know, that, that, that uh, means a lot to me, writing about, you know, your roots and 
social problems like that. Yeah, yeah. So I love it's called um, uh, Poder Latino, like Latin Power. Nice. Okay. Really nice album, man. Uh, then my next choice will be Sepultura from Brazil. Uh, Chaos AD. It's a fucking good album, too. Good album, you know. Um, I love their previous albums. But this one, you know, I think this one is the one that put him on the map. I mean, they were pretty well known in the underground. Oh, yeah. yeah. This one, like everywhere, you know, big festivals. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, the riffage. I mean, it's also easy stuff to play, you know, when you're learning guitar. Uh, the rhythm part. Uh, the, the leads are a little too complicated, but uh, amazing, very, very groovy. I like about and groovy, you know, the yeah, drummer, yeah. the drumming is perfect. It's, I mean, it's got everything, I think. And same thing, you know, they they sing a lot about the natives, you know. They sing a lot. And next one will be uh gojira or gojira gojira yeah. it will be yeah uh magma okay I mean, it, just, it just came out like three years ago you know right and three or four years ago i believe and well it's what it's gojira man <laughs> they they can play they can sing they can you know they they can write stuff yeah they have good stuff man overall and fucking I, heavy as fuck Heavy and you know they have a lot, a lot of melodic stuff. Like I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of melodic too. Like you know metal is badass and, and, and stuff, but you know you can also place a lot of melody in, in metal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a big fan of that man. Like you know writing or recording stuff. You know I'm always after melody. Hell yeah. And um, that's five. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, so you know they these you know these albums uh, you know uh, influence me a lot on the writing like my song writing and just I don't know just the way of thinking when it comes to metal music. Um, okay, probably, and and probably kind of led you to listen to other bands too, no? Oh yeah, definitely, man. Like I remember, you know, like I, I, when I was a kid, I was pretty curious. Like, and when I start listening to music, I will, like, research, you know, what these bands listen to. Yeah. And, you know, you know, always Black Sabbath was there. All these bands, they will always say Black Sabbath, you know. And then I will go and listen to Black Sabbath, you know. Yeah, you go check it out to see what it's all about, you know. I, you know, I will fall in love with them. And, yeah. yeah, pretty much all these bands, like, you know, I remember when um, Animal came out, you know, um, they did a little touring with Sepultura. I didn't know Sepultura, but I got to know them because of them. And then I started right. listening and I'm like, yeah, good. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my fucking cool, man. Let's see what Danny's got. Well, uh, yeah, I have a pretty interesting list, I guess. Um, well, for metal. Uh, yeah, we're into the first. The metal is the first one, and then. Yeah, I might have, I'm not sure if I have more than five, yeah, probably have more than five. Anyway, um, the most influential right now is definitely Magma from Gojira. 
and also uh, Le Font Sauvage. Uh, yeah. The, just those tracks in there are something we can really relate to most rhythmically uh, because it's just such a powerful gut punch. Uh, and also seeing them live is just as amazing. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen them at least twice already here at the, in Austin at Emos uh, East. Nice. And uh, over there. Uh, oh, at the Circuit of the Americas, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And just, there's, it's such a powerful sound that just motivates you like crazy. Yeah. Um, as, as a, you know, songwriter in the genre of metal. Um, which or, is uh, or an environmentalist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just something you fall into as a preference, you know. It is a comfort zone, and it just lets you. It lets. It lets me personally, you know. Uh, you know, I could be writing writing these happy, happy, joy, joy songs, you know, out the yin yang or whatever, but it just does nothing for me. But uh, just writing in metal in general, it's it just it's such an outlet for just so many different ways of creating. And just thinking, just even from dreamscapes, you know. Yeah. Uh, the I'm like the, just moving on. I'm like going years past. You know, we've already mentioned before that you know Judas Priest was a big influence in my in my metal arena, and that was the from the album Painkiller, no doubt. Just that was a driving force. That driving force of brutal shredding could not ever be replaced in the back of my mind as... Is that your two or three? Second. Uh, it's second? Seven. Okay. And it... Uh, I mean, they came They came from such, you know, from, from, uh, from a different, uh, from a different time but they, they plowed right through it and they evolved into that style of playing, you know, yeah. that's, that was so simplistic before to something super technical. And at the same time, very, very shredding, um, and angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have a different, a lot of opinions about Rob Halford and the rest of the band, how they, you know, change singers for a little bit and stuff. Right. But, you know, potato, potato, water under the bridge for me because... Yeah, know, same thing. I liked, I, I, I liked what I liked. And that particular album was, you know, something super influential in my life. Um, and going forward, uh, of course, uh, and this is in the here and now, and again, this is just five, but uh, Meshuggah, uh, the album Obzen, Bleed, Holy shit! <laughs> you know, if that if, if that what didn't make your stomach curdle in nothing but glass beat. Yeah, Obsidian was pretty good, man. Pretty damn good. Yeah, the video from that was very weird and dystopian, dystopian, <laughs> You know, even. yeah, it was near. Uh, it's kind of like that movie The Cell in a sense. Uh, you know, mm. with the, without the J Lo experience, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> 
I'm like, you know, I appreciate what she was doing, what's the troubles, bubbles, but, uh, yeah, that movie, really uh, underrated, I think, just because, well, just because of J-Lo, but, uh, I know what, I haven't seen it, man, that's like 2001, I think, or 2000. Yeah, you, you need to see this, see that, <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, you try to, try to, you know, steer your eyes away from, from the bubble that is uh, the J-Lo's butt. Like, <laughs> uh, but I, I know you can, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Yeah. yeah. That was a funny joke. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, Mashuga Obzan, uh, absolutely. Um, so, another one that not many have heard of is uh, um, Carnival. Uh, yeah, Carnival is not very metal, but they did, they were considered metal for a short period of time. Uh, and what's the name of the band? Carnival is the name of the band. Oh, yeah, okay. they it, it's more progressive metal that they kind of went into. Yeah, uh, from Carnival it stemmed on to a lot of other progressive metal bands. Uh, or it made me stem on and turn on to a lot of other progressive metal bands that were out there, you know, like Periphery and all them that are uh, considered, what is it now, a gent, D-A-E-N-T, why is it called gent? Because you go, gent, 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 gent. Right. I don't like that term, man. I didn't like it either. They made Misha from Periphery, apparently the poster boy for that style of music. He created He created it. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense then. Yeah. 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 He's the poster boy. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, Carnival's first two albums uh, just blew me the fuck away. Uh, in, in, in their songwriting, the expressiveness of the singer was just freaking amazing. Uh, yeah. And there's a there's a certain harmony in chromatic writing that really resonates. Chromatic writing is as in one note right after the other. The next consecutive notes, when they, you know, little patterns like that, uh, really has been so, something somewhat of a commonplace in a lot of metal music uh, recently, too. Um, Shit, we have a lot of that, too. <laughs> and we do have a lot of that. But the, the, the only thing is, that there's a reason behind it, because it sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not against it. <laughs> but, you know, to go back in, into some of the, you know, the more of a Latin American kind of a, uh, metal that's been happening around there, there's some boys that came out of Australia, right, that have been uh, most influential also to me. Uh, they are called 12 Foot Ninja. Uh, they do a lot of, uh, some, they integrate a lot of samba and uh, world music into their uh, into their playing, you know. You know. Yeah, yeah, I think we uh, I think we talked about them uh, when we were getting drunk. No, no, no. My <laughs> my my buddy Gonzo and I, I think we talked about them because they if it's the same guys they they do a lot of parodies and funny songs, right? Yeah, uh, they funny songs, but. You know, I, I, I try not to look at their videos too much after I saw the videos, you know, about, I think yeah. they have something called fapping, <laughs> you know, 
form of anyway. Uh, they had that in their videos, but I tried to disregard it because the music just sounded badass. And I liked the fact that they evolved. They went from metal, powerful metal, as in, the, like, for example, that song, Be Ready, I'm Coming For You. I mean, be ready, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Like, bam, in your face right away. And then all of a sudden, like a very Mike Patton thing to do. That's crazy. Changing the nine. Yeah, I'm like, it, you, know, and, you know, I'm like, Mr. Bungle even had a lot of metal in elements, elements in it, too. But, you know, when it came, the California album, of course, went full on, like, whoa, I'm like totally stoner in the first one. Yeah, it's a little bit more surfer. Yeah, surf rock and all that stuff. But that guy, Mike Penn's real wacky. Getting back to 12 Foot Ninja. Yeah. It's, uh, it's called Silent Machine. It's the first album up there. Uh, those five have been the most recent influential bands. And, uh, you know, I can, I can go on to other stuff, but I'm going to keep it at five. But going to, into non-metal, kind of... Uh, you know, influential albums. Um, that coincides more of like a story of my life. Uh, because I started out not in metal. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I moved to Austin, I was in industrial for a while. I was in a band called uh, Piranha Culture. And I was in an industrial band where I did a lot of programming. And I learned a, a lot of my programming with uh, my keyboardist, uh, Jason Combs. And, He's yeah. still he's a carpenter, but he's still one of the best programmers I've ever freaking known. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I, I was in a I was in that band, uh, and that was the most fun time that I had. And yeah, I was you know I I did a lot of drugs back then, and I did a lot of drinking back then. But I was in my twenties, so what the fuck did I care, right? <laughs> uh, but everybody. Everybody seems to go through some times where they're just like letting it all loose or hang out or whatever. But, but yeah, uh, the first uh, one of the first albums that uh, really had an influence on me was, of course, Time from Pink Floyd. Uh, nice. That 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 is what I go to sleep to, too. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, hands down. Uh David Gilmore's guitar playing was just something that was just so ambient and even at points surreal because it was yeah. very expressive, even though they were very. It was a very sustained bluesy type of playing. Right. And a lot of a lot of uh, <coughs> and, and neat, a lot of rock and harder rock came from the blues uh, patterns of playing, the pentatonic scale there. So. Um, and uh, then, uh, of course, speaking of blues and pentatonic type of hard rock and playing, of course, there was, uh, you know, Dirt and Facelift from uh, Alice in Chains. Uh, I'm like, those are those were just two of the biggest things in my life that just made, made me want to, you know, go into more guitar playing. Um, right. That and Stevie Ray Vaughan at the time, that guy was just like having a ball, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> Jamming it yeah. style, mixing it in with the blues, like, hell, yeah, crazy. Um, uh, but, yeah, the, the, the next uh, biggest thing in my life, uh, well, going back to the industrial part, 
you know, this it was definitely Nine Inch Nails that had a big influence. But don't get me wrong, I did like my Skinny Puppy, you know, yeah. and, uh, Knights of Rev and, you know, KMFDM and, you know, all that. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of industrial bands that I was into at the time. And, and it was because of the whole electronic fusion, you know, uh, yet angsty attitude back then, like the fuck you rebellious attitude, you mad at your dad right. you kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, was, uh, it was a way of life. It was a lifestyle, but it was also, you know, some people, some people went over the top with the whole attitude thing and, you know, kind of being pompous and creepy. But uh, at the same time, yeah, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Broken and Pretty Hate Machine, uh, okay. They were huge, uh, uh, big old pushers in my life. Uh, along with the Broken album, that was that was pretty powerful. Um, and of course, there was uh, to go in the more progressive kind of kind of uh, arena. Uh, Rush, hands down. Um, a lot of people have their own opinions, but to me, the one that that really resonated with me the most was the Signals album. Uh, you know, Subdivisions. Yeah. Uh, that was that. Those keyboard sounds and Alex Lifeson was one of the most influential guitar players of, of our time, in my opinion, because uh, that guy had a way of picking the guitar. And using it as if he had a whammy bar, and the guy the guy didn't play with a whammy bar to save for a few songs, uh, and that's that's in much later albums too. So, and he was very expressive and a very you know well versed uh, guitar player. You know, I can go on also to go as far back as Yes and and uh, Tangerine Dream from Blade Runner too. Yeah, the yeah. point is. That's old, old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school albums. But the point is, there's something to take from those albums because they created a world for you. You know, it's like, what is, you know, the true appreciation of music history is the fact that you have your own damn soundtrack in yourself because who was your babysitter? TV. What was in the background while all those shows that you were watching? It was music. That's right. Mm-hmm. So... You know what an ending sounds? You know how different, you know, scenes were with the, the creating a mood? And it was the music that really created that mood for you. The way it made you feel. You're going off in a different world where Tom Cruise is with the, he's living in the woods and he's like, God, I'm gonna, gonna save the, uh, the, 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 the human princess or whatever against the big horn Tim Curry, you know? And it, it just created creates a whole world for you, and that's that's what a that's what that that type of music really ventured my brain into. Yeah. Uh, and you know, just one more that was very influential is, of course, uh, Faith No More. Uh, it uh, what is it? The one of the had the epic uh, the 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 ritual, I think. Rise. Heavy as a real heavy thing? No, no, not something. That's strange. Uh, Faith No More was a non metal band with uh, you Mike know, Patton. No, I know. I know they are. Uh, Epic? No? Yeah, Epic was one of the songs in there. Um, oh, 
I keep forgetting that album, dude. Yeah. Uh, I think I have it here. There's Angel Dust. There's... The Real Thing. Yeah. The Real Thing. There you go. That's what I meant. The Real Angel, Thing. Angel Dust was a really good one, too. And it's yeah. Real thing. Um, yeah. Back then, you know, Faith No More was like a, a big influence with me. You know, there was Bill and Ted's... Bill and Ted, for sure, yeah. Adventure back then and their bogus journey and... You know, sure, it was simple music to me, but uh, Mike Patton's expressive singing and style and integration of different styles was just breakthrough. was a breakthrough, you know. Uh, and it just, it, it, it gave me a new taste in my mouth. Uh, right. Uh, even a, Musically, yeah. Yeah, musically, just a, a hint of metal. A hint of metal in there. Just a little dash, you know. So... Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. That's uh, a good a good list. That's like definitely all over the place, but for good reasons. You know what I mean? It's good. Yeah, it's a good solid me right there. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, that's true. How about you, Robbie? What you got going on? So let's see. Okay, so well, when I when I started listening to music, man, I. I maybe 12, 13 years old, I didn't really listen to any kind of music, you know. Um, I had a, my neighbor, he was like maybe five years older than me, and he was like a, like a rocker, you know. He would listen to hard rock and all those, you know, hard rock bands and stuff like that. Yes. He had a, like a big ass stereo, like big, you know, speakers and stuff, and he would play loud. And like I would hear to the, to the music through the walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and you can, even though you can't really hear like everything perfectly, you hear the bass hitting your wall. You, you hear the groove, you know, you, you hear the the rhythm part of the song, the music. Right. And I started feeling, you know, I started like, for interest, you know, interested in it. Like, oh, it sounds cool, you know. Like, right. I didn't really know much about music, but that, that kind of caught my attention, you know. And I was like, you know, I'll talk to him and be like, hey, you know, can you just borrow? Like, can you give me a CD? Like, I want to, you know, start, like, listen to the stuff that you listen to. The very thing that he ever gave me, it was um, Marilyn Manson, the Antichrist Superstar. Yeah. Uh, album. Yeah. Antichrist, right? Or Antichrist Superstar. Yeah, Antichrist Superstar. That's the second album, right? Yeah. So he was like, you know, here you go. Listen to this. You you might like it. That's a good fucking album. <laughs> and you know, I, I yeah, I mean it's got you know, I don't I don't I don't think it's metal. I think it's it's, it's on more on the hard rock side. To me, it's hard rock. You know. Yeah. Industrial. Yeah, and exactly. I just played it, man, and I just fell in love with it. Like I liked all the songs. You know, I like pretty much all the songs on that album. So that's how I started listening to music. You know, and then like you know, I was like, do you have something else? <laughs> And then he gave me, so that's one of my, like, you know, non-metal albums that, you know, in, like, have, like, an influence on me, because that's how I started listening to this kind of music, right? Right. Um, then he gave me a uh, Nirvana, Bleach. He gave me Bleach and Nevermind. Okay. And I fell in love with Bleach because, it, you know, it's pretty raw. Yeah. It, like that album was recorded, like recorded, mix and master in like seven hours, six, six hours. So 
it's pretty raw. There's not a lot yeah. of production. You know, you can hear raw vocals. You know, like unproduced music. It's very easy, you know, and very very punk. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you uh, fell in love with Bleach, man, and you know, then he came. Nevermind, obviously, Nevermind is um, overly polished and super produced and shit. So yeah, very big time. But yeah, I, I won't even. I don't think I will. Um, I'm gonna. I, I will even include Nevermind as a like influence. So I think I will say Bleach is most. It's got punk. It, it even ha- it's it's it got a little bit of metal. There's a couple of songs that they use double pedal. Double kick. Nice. Yeah. So we have two, right? Marilyn Manson and Nirvana with Bleach. Then um, I will say um, Alice in Ch- Alice in Chains. Their you know epic album. I mean just epic, man. Everything. Yeah. The singing. You got heavy songs, you have melody, you have soft, you have, fuck, man, you have sadness, depressions, like, <laughs> death. You got everything that a you need. A little bit of everything, yeah. You got everything you need in a rock album, you know. Um, That'll be four, right? Three. Three. Okay, and then we go, I uh, will go with Spanish band. Um, it's called La Ley. It's from Chile. Nice, yeah. La Ley. I'll go with the unplug because it's okay. like, you know a lot of their big songs like hits hits yeah. and it sounds totally different than the, the the studio versions you know obviously it's unplugged but it's it's to me it's got more feeling like it's got okay. emotion when they play live and the arrangements yeah. you know they change the arrangement on the songs and um, yeah I like when they do that yeah beautiful man beautiful. And then my last one will be um, uh, from Spain, um, Eros del Silencio. Nice. Uh, it's just like 100% rock and roll, man. Dude, there's like super 80s vibes. Yeah. Uh, it's called Avalancha, the album. Nice. And, yeah, that's one of the um, CDs my friend gave me, my neighbor gave me too. Like pretty yeah. much it, like... All the music that I, you know, that he's like, you know, I think you will like this, and I did, like, you know, and he will keep giving me music. Give and, you a starter pack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I own him a lot, man. I love that dude, and I every time I get to, you know, talk to him, I always like thank you, yeah. hey dude, you know, thank you for everything, like for everything you did for me. Yeah. But, you know, from this kind of music, like I went into the metal. Like I started listening to rock first. Metal right. was later on, you know. Yeah. And, you know. I got into metal, I loved it, and, you know, and from there, you know, I playing bands, playing rock, and now I'm playing with, you know, damn. Not in that way. <laughs> but <laughs> now I'm, you know, right. damn, right. you know, <laughs> playing metal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that's the, the important part now, is when I was younger, I didn't want to share what I, the, the some of the bands that I knew, you know. Uh, and now that I'm older, I, that's all I want to do is just educate, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's educate people. Like when, because you know, like when I go over there, I share all this stuff with you guys, and uh, you text or, it. You text like yeah, I, I'm always messaging you guys new bands to check out. Uh, I think you're listening to Warning. <laughs> like so, there's there's a lot of different bands, you know. That's, but it's good. It's good to to branch off, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna. I like Give to you make, guys a. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I'd like to make a note real quick. Misha, yeah. you ever hear this from Periphery? Nothing against you, man. Hey, 
love your shit, but you know, yeah, you, you kind of did that to yourself as the poster boy thing. But hey, just saying, you know, still good job. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to tell you, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to go ahead and plug yourselves. So you guys, uh, what do you guys have coming up? Um, where can people find your, your music? Go to our website. Above all, go to our website because I think that's the business model we're currently following is not jumping into, you know, all these distribution companies or things like that that uh, plaster us everywhere. And then all of a sudden, you know, we can't even, we don't even get any anything from anybody as far as you know money or royalties royalties or anything because we just have it on our website right now you can go to www.hydrodynemusic.com you can check out our videos we have a youtube channel and you can definitely link up right from the website to our youtube channel because we have our videos there uh yeah. we're on instagram it's hydrodyne music all right uh and we have some pictures on there too, and stuff like that. You can only some do some videos too, no? Yeah, you can put videos up there. Uh, Freaking, yeah. Our website is the main flagship. Just go to our website. Uh, we have a couple of websites actually, so um, you know they're both official and and just as badass. Uh, I think there are our latest website is even more badass. So yeah, well, we want to make make it. <clears throat> Yeah, we're, we're we're trying to fuse it all together uh, as of yeah um well you know we had a website the hydrodynemusic.com yeah and a couple of days ago I started working on a new one yeah you know just uh uh more updated one you know like pictures of us uh our videos are there too like. Uh, that's something that we really want people to watch our videos yeah. we have two songs you know full produced um on on the website and we also have two videos that you know we we make everything you know we we record it we, i mean we write we record we you know produce uh the music mix and master we also make the videos we right. make the completely self-produced and yeah it's a lot of work a lot of work but it's worth it man it's, it's so worth it and we you know we appreciate it if they go into the website and watch our videos yeah and don't be discouraged if you only find two, so two songs on there we're going to be uploading content all That's the time go. yeah and you know we're going to do we're going to do it individually because you know we get more credit that way you know and uh you don't have to buy them either you can just give like a penny or a dollar I think it's a it's a minimum of a dollar if you want to just buy it that way. But you can give us more because it has, you know, you can give us as much as you want to download the content. Right. And we even have a donate button there too, so you can donate money to us so that way you can keep us afloat because we have we're just like you we, and everybody else in the world that has to have a day job to pursue their passion. So. Right. Basically, um, uh, um, any plans for the year? this year well the plan is to always release the album the the whole album and full album yeah I, i'm not sure we're going to have 10 to 13 but it's going to be 10 to 13 songs and and it's called it's going it's going to be called moth to the flame nice. uh, and so it's uh and you can guess what that's about when you think about a moth going in the flame metaphorically hypothetically whatever just 
you know, form your own opinions, and that's what it's all about. Just forming your own opinions right. and fucking jamming the fuck out. Uh, cool. So, and, you know, we're going to be uploading all these songs as we make them and record right. them. They're done. But once we have the full album, then we're going to uh, we're gonna put our st- stuff on, like, Spotify, you know, Apple Music. Yeah. Like, you know. But in the meantime, it's just going to be on our website and YouTube. Okay. We're our own labels. We're not using any big things. We're not we're not promoting any giant company that's you know just doesn't give anything to the musicians and we have to sue them later. Right. So, if you want our music, just go to our website. It's just that simple, guys. Because that's the true way to help a band out. Just go directly to them, buy it from them. You know. Yeah, we can go. Uh, we have Facebook, uh, of course. Uh, you know, Facebook.com/slash Hydrodyne. That is that simple. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, the website is hydrodynemusic.com. Well, there you guys have it. So we're also gonna outro with another song, which correct me, what is if I'm wrong? Is it called Imaginarium? It is. Yes, sir. All right. So Imaginarium's gonna come right at you after this. So buy the ticket, take the ride. With that being said, peace, guys. It was great fucking chatting. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, We appreciate your support, man. Thank you. Listen to this podcast. Freaking awesome. Fuck yeah.